0: The heart is the core of the spiritual life. When a person gets saved, God transforms the deceitful human heart into a heart that loves and wants to be more like His Son. Each day, however, the believer must continually renew his soul in God's Word and guard his heart carefully in order to grow. Jeremiah Clark focuses this week on the importance of dealing with the very foundation of spiritual growth, an upright heart.
1: Hey guys, welcome back to the Walk Talks podcast. Hope you guys are doing well. This is Jeremiah Clark, and I'm glad that you guys are with me again today. And I hope that you guys are having a good week so far on this Tuesday. And I hope you guys are doing exactly what the Lord would have you to do. Um, I'll have you know that there's no blessing that you feel that's like when you're serving God. And that doesn't mean it has to be anything extravagant. It just means that you're abiding in Him every day and you're doing the things that you know you're supposed to do. Well, that comes with a peace that passes all understanding and uh, that comes with a joy. And it's just a real blessing. So I hope you guys are experiencing that today and this week and this year. And um, so what are we talking about this week? Well, we've been talking about the heart that is, as we described earlier, the center of our being. It's the source of our personality, emotions, actions, words, motives, worldview, and determination. And yesterday we talked about Saul, and we're going to finish up on him a little bit today. You know, as I was thinking about it, and I'm sure you guys have thought this way too, it seems pretty harsh to Saul, doesn't it? That he made that seemingly, in our eyes, minor mistake, and then God takes the kingdom from him. him. But you guys have to know that Saul's actions, and of course, God knows this, Saul's actions were a direct result of where his heart was already. Because we just talked about how the heart is the source of our, what, motives and actions, right? Well, so we just talked about um, God said through Samuel that the Lord hath com- that the Lord hath sought him a man after his own heart he said Saul God's looking for a man uh, after his own heart and you're not it Well you would think that this would be a real eye opener for Saul I mean I would I would think that it would be for me if someone told me that but you'll find in in 1 Samuel that it's not Go 2 chapters later into 1 Samuel 15 um Saul was commanded to kill all of the Ammonites. And they said, God said to kill them all, kill their king, kill their people, kill their animals, kill everyone, kill them all, kill the cattle and the sheep. Well, what you'll find in, uh, in chapter 15, it talks about that Saul left the king. It says they, the people spared Agag. Saul, the people spared Agag, the king is verse nine and the best of the sheep and of the oxen and of the fatlings and the lambs and all that was good and would not utterly destroy them, but everything that was vile and refuse that they destroyed utterly. So Saul and the people, they went and they, they did, they did most of what God said, didn't they? Well, doing most of what someone says is still disobedience. You know, for example, if you work at a job, and your boss tells you, hey, I want you to sweep the floor and clean the bathroom, especially the toilet. It's gross. Well, you do everything. You sweep the floor. That's no big deal. You go in the bathroom. You, you clean the sink and whatever. Well, the toilet's gross. And you say to yourself, you say in your heart, you say, you know what? I'm not going to do that. Then your boss comes back and he says, do you do everything? You say, absolutely. I've done everything. Well, did you do it or not? Of course you didn't. You didn't clean the toilet. That's called disobedience. And we all know that. And Saul should have known that too, but he doesn't. And we we find that when Samuel comes to him and he says in verse 14, Samuel said, what meaneth this bleating of the sheep in mine ears? He says, look, Saul, I can hear the sheep. I can hear the lowing of the oxen. He said, what's going on? And Saul said, they have brought them from the Amalekites, for the people spared the best of the sheep and of the oxen to sacrifice unto the Lord thy God. The rest have we utterly destroyed. Well, that's not what God said to do, was it? And here's what's interesting. In the Bible times, livestock and cattle was a very, very much a, um, it was like a a way you could tell wealth. It wasn't like they had, giant banks that they had all their money in with stocks and investments. That's not what they did. But what they did have is they had sheep and they had cattle. And by the way, that's why it was quite literally a sacrifice when they sacrificed their their lambs to God as burnt offerings. That was definitely a sacrifice on the people's part because that's literally their wealth. Their wealth was in their sheep and livestock. So this was an easy fleshly choice of Saul. He said, no, I'm not going to obey God. I'm going to do what I want to do, and I'm going to save this to add to my own kingdom's wealth. And that's exactly what happened. Well, in verse 22, Samuel uh, gives God's verdict, verdict again, on to Saul, again. And Samuel said, Hath the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to hearken than the fat of rams. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. And then this is tough right here. Um, God says, because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord, he hath also rejected thee from being king. Well, there you have it. And and by the way, that's the end of Saul's, Saul, Saul. God's no longer with him. In fact, The Bible says that God causes an evil spirit to come upon Saul. This is tough. And at the end of this chapter, it says that Samuel wept bitterly. He said he wept all night. Um, Samuel was disappointed. The people were disappointed, I'm sure. And it's because that you would think that Saul would have been the right choice. But it all comes down to God was seeking a man after his own heart. And Saul wasn't it. So let's talk about the man that was. Well, the next day, um, God directed Samuel to the house of Jesse where there would be a man after God's own heart, and God knew it. So in 1 Samuel 16, 6 through 12, I'm going to read that, and that records uh, Samuel's experience at Jesse's house. It says, and it came to pass when they were come that he looked on Iliad, that's the oldest of, of Jesse, and said, surely the Lord anointed Is before him. The Lord's anointed. He said, This has got to be the guy. But then, verse 7 the Lord said unto Samuel, Look not on his countenance, or on the height of his stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord seeth not as man seeth. For man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. Verse 8 says, Then Jesse called Abinadab and made him pass before Samuel. And he said, Neither hath the Lord chosen this. Then Jesse made Shammah. To pass by him, and he said, Neither hath the Lord chosen this. Again, Jesse made seven of his sons to pass before Samuel. And Samuel said unto Jesse, The Lord hath not chosen these. And Samuel said unto Jesse, Are here all thy children? And he said, There remaineth yet the youngest. And behold, he keepeth the sheep. And Samuel said unto Jesse, Send and, and fetch him, for we will not sit down till he come hither. And he sent and brought him in. Now, he, this is David, was ruddy and withal a beautiful countenance and goodly to look to, and the Lord said, "Arise, anoint him, for this is he." Now it's important to realize here that David was not chosen because of his appearance, even though it said he had a great appearance, and we'll find out later that he was talented. He was a, he was a definitely a good choice, but if we would have gone with the best choice on the outward we would have gone for Eliab, the firstborn. Because he was, he was tall. He was exactly, you know, the way it describes him kind of sounds like Saul, doesn't it? He was the kind of guy that Samuel thought we were looking for. This is the king we already have. And, and it's crazy. In Samuel's mind, he wasn't thinking about the fact of how bad Saul was. He said, well, that was kind of a, a bad apple. We need a, a good one this time. So I'm going to look for the same kind, but hopefully it'll work out better. But God wasn't looking for that. God was looking at the heart, and it says that, it says that in verse uh, seven, it says, the Lord seeth not as man seeth, for man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. In verse 13, and this is, this is really neat, it says, then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brethren. That was God's sign that he would be the next king. Um, and it says, the spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. Well, that's an incredible thing. It's a great thing for the spirit of the Lord to be upon you. And and also that that's a great thing about um the privilege we have today. We know that when when we get saved, when we call upon the name of the Lord to be saved, saved, uh he comes and dwells within us. And and God says that he'll never leave us or forsake us. And his presence is with us. And that's an amazing thing. It's a great thing to live in the presence of the Lord. It gives you a boldness and it gives you an ability to do some some pretty great things. Well, we're going to look at more of why David was called a man after his own heart. But we're going to look at that more a little bit tomorrow because we ran out of time today. But um, I I just think it's really interesting that David's appearance was also good, but that wasn't why. It was because of his heart. And God saw something in David's heart. And God saw a man that he could mold and that he could use. I just wonder if our hearts are like that today. Are our, our hearts, does God see a heart that he can He can work with? Because Saul didn't fit the bill, but David did. We'll be wise. And if any of you know who, anything about David, you'll know it, it didn't have anything to do with him being a perfect man. And we'll talk about that a little bit tomorrow. So I hope you guys have a great day, and I'll talk to you all tomorrow. Bye.
0: a part of Walk Talks today by listening and subscribing to our podcast. Follow us on social media for sneak peeks at future episodes and to share your favorites with others who would benefit as well. We hope your heart has been enriched by God's Word to take your next step in following Christ.